Today on Bible Conversations, we have a special guest, Chris McCurley, who is going to be talking with us about our online presence. All right. Well, it's good to have you here, Chris. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. I think we actually just met about 10 minutes ago. Yeah. So, and I like um, you so far. So yeah. Good. I mean, share the same name. So, I mean, it <laughs> must, must be just good. But, Absolutely. Um, anyway, it's good to have you on here. And uh, I know you've got your own podcast. So we'll, yes, we'll let you talk about that here in a little bit as well. And um, really just kind of wanting to talk about how we can utilize social media, how we can utilize uh, new media like podcasts mm-hmm. and stuff like this. We can utilize YouTube and utilize all sorts of stuff for the advancement of the kingdom uh, and just kind of want to get your take on that. And then obviously as, you know, as we will scripturally discuss what we're doing. Well, right. And before we get to that, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself uh, for our listeners so they know okay. who, who you are. <laughs> yeah. So I'm Chris, um, married to Libby. Uh, we live in Abilene, Texas. We've been there 13 years. We work with the Old Lane Church of Christ. Um, we have three kids. Uh, Keely is married. She lives uh, in Germantown, which is a suburb of Memphis. And uh, she's married to Ian, who is a pharmacy student uh, at uh, University of Memphis. Um, and then I have Zoe, who is leaving tomorrow to go study abroad. Uh, she is a Harding student. She is a senior speech path major. Uh, I have a son who's at Harding, who is a nursing major and is a junior. His name is Zane. And so that's us. Uh, been at uh, Oldham Lane 13 years now. Love it. Great church, great congregation. And uh just uh, this is my second career. I was a high school basketball, baseball coach and teacher. So, yeah, uh, this and is this I, is. I understand the coaching world. Yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, other Chris, yeah. Chris Carrillo, is the same way. Okay, um, yeah. Uh, he coached tennis for six years or so. Ten. Ten years before. Wow. Okay. Um, no, I, I don't look that old. But well, my <laughs> son was a tennis player. Okay, a couple of state championships at Wiley, so that was fun. All, All right. right. Yeah. All right. So. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah, so we're wanting to talk about media today, um, sure. Christians and our consumption of media. There's so many things out there that you can consume, both mm-hmm. good and bad, um, and a lot of opinions that go along with that. Um, and so let's start with, well, I guess, social media, um, because I feel like this is not the thing that people think of as far as consumption in regards to things on the internet. It's more just a, a time killer, a just I want to spend my time scrolling or maybe posting, uh, getting likes, whatever it may be. Um, when people think Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it's not usually clumped in with uh, YouTube or Spotify because you don't think of Facebook and Instagram as you're consuming things, but you really are. Um, so, you know, there, there are good and bad to everything. But what is some things that you've seen o- over the years is, um, as the internet has come about because, and I'm not calling you old here, but ever since I've been around, the internet's been around. Yeah. So, not with me. Yeah. <laughs> but not with you. Not with me. <laughs> uh, so as the internet's come around, as social media has come around, what are some things that you've seen both good and bad, uh, in regards to social media specifically? Well, you know, as far as the negatives, I, I think social media has given everybody a platform. And so everyone who has a thought feels like that they should publish that thought. And, um, you know, like Twitter, for instance, I mean, it seems like Twitter is just a bathroom wall, you know, and it's just <laughs> honestly, out of all the social media, that's the best description, you know, Twitter. it's just, and I didn't come up with that. I don't remember who said that as a comedian, but it's like, you know, you're an idiot. No, you're an idiot. That's Twitter. That's the conversation. That really Twitter. Is, yeah. You know, Instagram, I, I think really brings to light 
the fact that we live in a selfie culture now. Mm -hmm. You know, used to you would go to the beach and you would take in the sunset, you'd snap a picture of it, you know, or you'd go to the Rocky Mountains and you'd take a picture and pull off the side of the road and soak it in. And now our first thought is let's take a picture of me with that in the background, right? Yeah. You know, and then they'll post it on social media and see how many likes and comments I can get. Why do we feel like we need the approval of friends or even complete strangers, even on, you know, photos that may be somewhat immodest, you know? And yeah. then you've got Facebook, which uh, has become, I believe, uh, you know, the, the political platform for everybody, um, you know, and especially now as divisive as our culture is, that's about all that my Facebook feed has on it is, you know, anti-vaxxers versus pro-vaccine, yeah. you know, um, racial divide, whatever political, certainly Republican, Democrat. Um, Whatever's in the news. Yeah. And so that's Which is always political. Exactly. So that those are the negatives that I see. However, um, I just, I'm one that believes that we need to be in the spaces where uh, there's darkness mm -hmm. and be a light. And certainly, um, you know, when you look at the millions upon millions of people that are on social media, I think we need to be a presence. Yeah. And I think the positives that I see is the biggest positive I've seen is during the pandemic. Everybody became a televangelist, right? But, you know, <laughs> and that's when we started this. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's really neat because you see some churches that really, they never would have thought about live streaming. Mm -hmm. They never would have thought about the internet as far as airing their services because either they didn't have the resources or, you know, their congregation was of an age that that just wasn't important to them. And maybe they had, you know, 25 members. And now, because of the pandemic, they adapted and they adjusted. And that was one of the neat things that I thought about the pandemic. There wasn't many, but that was one of them I really liked is that when we were, when, when uh, we closed down because of the pandemic, because it was running rampant through our congregation, we, uh, we were able to go to church in a bunch of different places on yeah. Sunday morning. You know? it, it was kind of like a lectureship. My grandma yeah. told me that multiple times. Yeah. Um, she was living out in Henderson at the time, mm -hmm. uh, Henderson, Tennessee, a uh, little you know, nothing out there just except for Freed Hartman. Yeah. Um, and she said that at, I think it was nine o'clock, she'd watch my dad's service where he, where he was preaching at in uh, Oklahoma City. At 10 o'clock, she would go to worship in person with Henderson. And um, then at 11, she'd get home and rewatch the service that Keller had streamed at 10. Yeah. And so she every morning she's getting three services and she said every Sunday morning was a lectureship for her. That's, and, that's, that's really neat. And it, it's, it is a really cool tool. It's um, like anything else. You can use it for good or bad. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you need to completely dispose of it. You yeah. Know, that's kind of what we do is if it can be bad, then, you know, stay or clear of it, stay completely away from it. Anything can be used for good or for bad just about. In any environment you're in, your work environment can be bad. You yeah. know, there, there. I mean, anything you do on a daily basis, traffic is bad around here. It, you know, but it doesn't keep you from driving. And I think it's the same way when it comes to social media. Yes, there's negatives. Don't don't buy into the negatives. But at the same time, be a light, be a presence there. Well, and I think that goes back to um, kind of what I was saying before about uh, consumption. Realizing that the social media is things that you're consuming. Yeah. Um, and when you do realize that, that's when you know, the light bulb goes off that you have to be alive. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, Absolutely. Chris has been looking at Bible verses. I have. You got something for us? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a few, but I'm going to share one right now. Galatians chapter 2.20. I, I think we very familiar with this one. And given all that we have talked about right now, the idea that social media itself is not inherently bad. Money in and of itself is not inherently bad, right? X, Y, Z, whatever you want to put, is not inherently bad. It's how we utilize it. 
Well, I think a lot of that boils down to the I part of it, right? You had mentioned it's a selfie culture, it right? Is, yeah. and, I, and I think that's such a poignant example, right? You go to the Rocky Mountains and take a picture of me with the Rocky Mountains <laughs> in the background, <laughs> right? Yeah. As opposed to going to the Rocky Mountains to just bask in God's amazing mm-hmm. creation, right? Well, when we think of it in that regard, right, is it's not about me. Mm-hmm. It's about God. It's about living our lives for the Lord. Galatians 2.20 just makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And I think if we choose to live our lives like that in person, right, Mm -hmm. that's awesome. That's phenomenal. Exactly what we should do. But it can't stop there because a lot of our lives right now are online. We are, we have a presence on social media. We have a voice, right? Everybody's opinion needs to be heard. I, I agree that people believe that. I disagree that that needs to happen. (laughs) Um, But, but we have a presence online, right? We have a platform. And if we're using our platform for me, myself, and I, we're missing the point of Christianity. If we're using our, our platform for Jesus Christ, the crucified, I think we're nailing the point, right? Oh, and not pun not intended there. Yeah, no, nailing I get part. you. But, but I mean, that, that's really the, the whole purpose of, of what we're on this earth for. We, we talked with Jeff Jenkins um, last week, and, and he made, I think, a very clear and, and incredible statement that our purpose on earth is to do the will of God, and our mission is to spread the gospel. Good point. Mm-hmm. Well, if, we're, if our purpose is to glorify God, what are we doing with what we have been given. And we have been given social media. We have been given that as an avenue. Yeah. And if we are using it like a bathroom wall, right, <laughs> we're not doing what we should be doing. Yeah, so, no, I agree. Uh, I, and I think, you know, remember those bracelets in the 90s, WWJD, what yeah, would Jesus yeah. do? Think about, you know, WWJP, what would Jesus post? So <laughs> don't you think that Jesus would utilize any and every tool or resource that he had at his disposal if he came during this day and age mm-hmm. instead of when he actually did. But he he went through the marketplace. Well, that's what Facebook and social media, it's the marketplace. Yeah. I mean, you've got all different walks of life. Where everyone comes together. Where everyone comes together. And so if he's walking through the marketplace, as you know, what would he post? And then let that drive your decision about what you put there. And I think I think Jesus would, would post things that related to the kingdom always. I think yeah. everything he posted would relate to the kingdom and draw people back to and point people back to the gospel, the heart of the message, you know, uh, being crucified with Christ. So it's no longer you that live, but Christ that lives in you. Those kind of things would be what he would focus on. Yeah. We get sidetracked and yeah. and all too often we get, we get uh, lost in the politics or, you know, whatever the current event is that's going on that we feel like we have to comment. Well, I, I do want to make a point on that. Mm-hmm. So I agree that Facebook has become the, political, whatever. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the political issues that are going on today are morality issues. Mm-hmm. And if we take that and understand that, that we're not, we should not be spouting a political position, but rather a moral position, mm-hmm. right? It's wrong to do X, Y, Z. It's right to do X, Y, Z, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to Democrats say this, Republicans say this, right? Like yeah. as opposed to that, it should be about right and wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Whichever one is which. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And if we are not concerned with what the Democrats and the Republicans are saying, but rather with what Christ says, 
and we're approaching the topics of the day from a moral standpoint, from a biblical standpoint, rather than from a political standpoint, I think we will gain so much more ground because so many people today, as you mentioned, right, are divisive. It's a very divided country right now. It's it's almost literally a 50-50 split country. It is. That's terrifying. It is. That is absolutely terrifying. And Jesus is the only one that can unify us, right? Ephesians chapter four has been our theme. You're actually preaching on it tonight, yeah, right? Uh, of one body, right? You're preaching on one enemy, one enemy, yeah. right? Well, that one enemy's job is to divide us. Yeah, and I think people, and we'll talk about this tonight, but I think people don't always realize people aren't the enemy. Yeah. People are victims. They're not the enemy. Yeah. They're the mission field. Um, you may not like POTUS or SCOTUS or any of those folks, but the, the enemy is the devil. And uh, his forces of evil. And this is a spiritual battle. And that spiritual battle is fought on social media as well. You said something a while ago that I think drives the conversation. And that is what glorifies God. That's really what it boils down to. Politically, forget all that stuff. What glorifies God? And that's where I need to land. Um, And, you know, I think it's, um, I'm not even going to try to quote it because I get it wrong. But, you know, Jesus talks about how that, uh, you know, every word that comes out of your mouth, Mm -hmm. you will be judged by. You know, that's terrifying. And, and yeah. that doesn't change when you're typing them instead of saying, it. Yeah. you know, so, I mean, I think we are held accountable for every word, whether it comes from our fingertips or through our lips. Um, you know, we need to think about that. And I think we need to consider how we're presenting ourselves online mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, just little stuff like, you know, I, I, I don't agree with the language in this, but I'm going to share it anyway. No, 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 no. You should never share something don't, like that. Don't yeah. share it. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Excuse I, the, excuse the French. Yeah. Well, don't excuse it. Just don't post just it. Just don't post <laughs> it. And I don't know that people uh, really consider that this is an option, but you know, you can read something and ingest it and consider it and just scroll past it. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to comment. Wow. And you don't have to hold on. No, I need a second. To <laughs> that's, I, know, I know that's profound. <laughs> um, you don't have to um, sit there and dwell on it. And and I think too, you know, we talked, uh, we talk about, uh, you know, spiritual disciplines and we talk about fasting. Maybe, maybe fasting doesn't just apply to food. Maybe we need to yeah. do a social media fast. And I think one of the worst things about my new iPhone is it tells me how long I'm on it. You know? Yeah, the, and, uh, the time yeah, you spend on yeah, it. Yeah, I don't like I, that. Every so often I'll get it, and it's like, you were on it 15% more this past week. And I'm like, oh, great. What's funny to me is because I've, I've got that same thing, and lately it's been like one week I'll, I'll be on it maybe like an hour and a half a day on average, right? Mm-hmm. And the next week I'll be on it like three hours. And so it's a – hundred percent increase. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate across the board, but okay. <laughs> Still don't like it. Either. Still don't like it. Well, um, I, I wanted to uh, turn back to scripture real quick. As you were talking about, um, it being mission field, we need to be shining our lights uh, on social media. It's the, the marketplace of the 21st century. Well, um, I think it's pretty cool when we look actually in Acts uh, chapter 19, we see a really good example of that. Um, it, this is the account of Paul being in Ephesus, and mm-hmm. uh, there's this riot because he he's turned their their world upside down. He he has uh, has changed the way of life for these people. Um, Demetrius and, is upset. Yeah, yeah. D- Demetrius is upset. He's a silversmith. He makes idols for the people, and when the people turn away from the idols and turn to Christ, he's lost his way of life, and so. He stirs up the people, and um, and if you read throughout the chapter 19 of, of Acts, um, you see that 
that these people, they rush into a stadium and they're, they're shouting greatest Artemis of the Ephesians, this goddess that they had. And Paul's response is so cool. Um, he says, uh, well, he doesn't say, but we read that in verse 30 of Acts chapter 19, that Paul wished to go in among the crowd. These people are, are so angry with Paul. They want to kill Paul. They've, um, they've just completely turned on him because he's preaching about Christ and changing their way of life. And, and yet he wanted to go where the people were. He wanted to go where the masses were so that he could tell as many people as possible about Christ. Sure. That today is the internet. That, that today is social media, YouTube, you, you name it, whatever it may be. We need to be going to where the masses are so we can reach as many people as possible. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of wants me, makes me want to transition to the next part of our conversation as far as media goes. Um, as far as uh, not so much social media, but more so YouTube, Spotify, uh, iTunes, um, Netflix, even. Um, there, there's so many things out there that you don't have a platform to post on on Netflix, but there's things out there for you to consume. So how, how does a Christian make a, make a decision? When you're, you're in your house by yourself, people aren't going to be seeing it written on a wall um, that, you know, this is, this is what I'm watching right now. Um, how do you make the choice of this is what I'm going to choose to consume? This is what glorifies God. Um, there's just so many what ifs out there because any and everything that you want to find is out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think whether it's these things you're talking about or, or, or anything else that's questionable, you know, that we could go down a path that's not good or a path that is good. Yeah. I think anytime you're presented with that, the question that always resonates in our mind is, will this send me to hell? You know, that's kind of the, the driving question. When the better question is, Chris, Does what glorifies God? That's, yeah. the, that's the best question to always ask. Um you know, Paul talked about not making provision for the flesh and, you know, provision, provision means supplying, yeah. you know, so what's, what's your supply line? Mm-hmm. What are you supplying your, your life with? And certainly the TV is a supply line into our home. Yeah. And um, I, I do want to say this before I go any further with that. I, I think it needs to be made clear. If you don't want to be on social media, I think you'll be a lot happier and that's okay. I'm not, I'm yeah. not trying to, you say, have to be on social yeah, media not, so you can spread the gospel. I'm not trying to say that because there's a lot of other ways to spread the gospel and you are needed in a lot of other places to do yes. so. So I'm not trying to say that I'm trying to kind of answer the validity for being on there. Um, but when you're talking about YouTube and, and um, you know, Netflix and things like that, iTunes, um, you know, it is a little bit more difficult to, um, because it's a one-sided, I yeah. guess is what you're getting at. Yeah, you know, you're not you're not interacting. It's one-sided, and so you're choosing what to listen to uh, or what to watch rather than who you want to, you know, go to battle with, like mm-hmm. you do on some uh, things. So you're not seeing the likes and the comments and all that kind of stuff. But um, I, I do think that that the driving question is, you know, what's glorifying God here? And just because it's it's me and the TV, um, you know, doesn't mean that that's you know any less of a, of an issue, depending on what I'm watching. So I do think that, um, you know, the driving question needs to be what glorifies God. And that also, um, you know, thankfully there are a lot of different options out there. Um, there's, you know, now more than ever, we see, um, really good programming that can be consumed. Uh, you know, it seems like before there was, 
the, the bad over overrode the good. And if there was good, if there was Christian programming, it was pretty, let's say it was pretty corny yeah. and, and and just pretty hokey, you yeah. know? Um, but I, I don't know if y'all watched The Chosen, you know? I haven't seen that. No. I, I love it. I mean, I hardly watch an episode without crying, you know? And it's wow. the story of Jesus. And, you know, uh, it's an app on your phone and it projects to your TV, if, you know, if you got streaming TV. And so, um, you know, I watched that. Um, you know, there's some other... There's some other programming that, you know, is, is offered through Hulu and Netflix, which is what we have. I know there's Sling and others. Um, YouTube allows you to choose your content, you know, yeah. really, really well. Um, you can subscribe to what you want to subscribe to and just make sure that it's stuff that, uh, you know, is, uh, is is promoting those those godly things and not the other way around. Yeah. Well, um, did you have something to say? Or... I've, got a, okay. I've got a story, actually, I want to read. Um, and I think, so I saw this about a month ago now, and it was from an elder that I know up in uh, up in Durant. It was on a post that it's actually talks about exactly what we're talking about. And the post says this, is when it comes to TV and technology, you think we are inviting Potiphar's wife inside our homes to hang out with the kids. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I think that's a very valid question, right? Like, are we? And this goes to your point, right, of, yeah. of choosing what we put into our minds. Um, because we do. We have a choice. Um, the choices may not be many. Right. But we have a choice and we also have a choice to not. Um, so one of the elders said this. I'll try and read it quick. It says uh, a few months before I was born, my dad met a stranger who was new to our small town. From the beginning, dad was fascinated with this enchanting newcomer and soon invited him to live with our family. The stranger was quickly accepted and was around to welcome me into the world a few moments, few months later. As I grew up, I never questioned his place in our family. Mom taught me to love the word of God. and Dad taught me to obey it. But the stranger was our storyteller. He could weave the most fascinating tales, adventures, mysteries, and comedies were daily conversations. He could hold our whole family spellbound for hours each evening. He was like a friend to, our, to the whole family. He took Dad and Bill and me to our first Major League Baseball game. He was always encouraging us to see the movies, and he even made arrangements to introduce us to several movie stars. The stranger was an incessant talker. Dad didn't seem to mind, but sometimes Mom would quietly get up while the rest of us were enthralled with one of his stories of faraway places. She would go to her room, read her Bible, and pray. I wonder now if she ever prayed that the stranger would leave. See, my dad ruled our household with certain moral convictions. But this stranger never felt an obligation to honor them. Profanity, for example, was not allowed in our house, not from us, from our friends or adults. Our longtime visitor, however, used occasional four-letter words that burned my ears and made dad squirm. To my knowledge, the stranger was never confronted. My dad was a teetotaler who didn't permit alcohol in his home, not even for cooking. But the stranger felt like we needed exposure and enlightened us to other ways of life. He offered us beer and other alcoholic beverages often. He made cigarettes look tasty, cigars manly, and pipes distinguished. He talked freely, too much too freely, about sex. His comments were sometimes blatant, sometimes suggestive, and generally embarrassing. I know now that my early concepts of the man and woman relationship were influenced by the stranger. As I look back, I believe it was the grace of God that the stranger did not influence us more. Time after time, he opposed the values of my parents, yet he was seldom rebuked and never asked to leave. More than 30 years have passed since the stranger moved on, moved in with the young family on Morningside Drive. But if I were to walk in my parents' den today, you would still see him sitting over in a corner, waiting for someone to listen to him talk and watch him draw his pictures. His name? We always just called him TV. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was such a powerful example of what we allow into our lives. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, how many people have we seen walk across that TV screen? How many voices have we heard come from that TV? How many ideas and thoughts and what have we allowed into our lives? And it really, and, and it does go back to the question of, right, 
are we glorifying God? How can we glorify God? And, and that is by choosing what is good and choosing what is right. And if we come across something that's not good, something that's not right, just like sin, we've got to put a stop to it. Yeah. And, and does God accept our rationale? You know, um, you know, movie stars do that when I'm playing a part, playing yeah. a character. Yeah. And that's how the character acts. That's how the, the, the character was written. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we do the same thing. We categorize it. So, you know, it's, it's part of the series. Yeah, it's just a movie. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just a show. It's just, you know, I, I know that that's not right, but, you know, I, I can I can categorize that. And uh, so just we put it in a box. We do. We kind of we, yeah, we do that with everything. Right. Yeah. We do that with church. We do that Christianity. You know, Sunday, I'm going to be here mm-hmm. Monday. You know, they, I've got my job. I've got my schoolwork. I've got, to, you know, we categorize everything instead of, you know, crucified with Christ. Yeah. It's no longer I who live, but he who lives in me. So you get God right, you get everything else right. Yeah. And uh, so start there and let everything else trickle down. Who was it that said the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing? I mean, that's, I, I've that's heard that for Stephen years. Covey, maybe. Uh, uh, that but that, that's the deal, right? Uh, uh, talk about priority lists. When I was coaching, you know, it was, it was God and or maybe faith and family and, and, and football or whatever, you know. Um, and so I, I posed this to our congregation a few weeks ago. I said, what about a new priority list? What about, number one, God, and number two, there is no number two. How about that? We just, God's it. He's the only one on the list. There is no list, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and kind of have a trickle-down effect from there. Because I, I think you, you get God right, you get everything else right. Yeah. I remember you saying that at the Momentum Conference, too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the the theme earlier this spring was Jesus first. Yeah. Um, period. Yeah. There is nothing second. <laughs> um, I have to elaborate on that one, do you? Yeah, yeah. You, you don't have to explain it. Yeah. It's Jesus first, period. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's every part of our life. I mean, we're talking about media that we consume, media that we put out there for other people to, to see. Um, but in every part of our life, whether it's um, face-to-face conversations, in our work, uh, in our families, uh, school, play, whatever it may be, uh, Jesus first, yeah. period. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it, it stuck with me. It's been a few weeks now. Um, but the guy that actually encouraged us to start this podcast, um, he's been on it as a guest a few times. His name is Everett. He was teaching our adult Bible class a few weeks ago mm-hmm. in, in the auditorium. And um, it was so cool uh, what he was saying. His topic was about uh, growing uh, in your in your faith, how to how to best discipline yourself to, to grow. And um, uh, I kind of thought he was going to talk about some different spiritual disciplines, whether that was, um, you know, Bible intake, fasting, meditation, you know, different stuff like that. Um, but the, the angle that he went about it was, um, be like Christ. That's how you grow and, and learn what Christ was like. Christ was absolutely obsessed with glorifying the father so much so that he was sweating drops of blood because he wanted so badly to, to glorify the Father. Do we want to glorify the Son as, as badly as the Son wanted to glorify the Father? Um, and th- that's just a question that everybody has to ask. That's not something that, that you can look in your friends' lives and say, you're not trying your hardest. You can't look um, uh, around you. You have to look internally and say, am I trying my hardest? Um, well, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago, Chris. Um, uh, as far as you know, the triangle that you can kind of picture with God being at the top. Yep. Um, I am on the bottom left. Others are on the bottom right. Um, the closer that you get to God, you're inherently going to get closer to 
to others as well. That triangle gets smaller because we know God doesn't move. Um, it, you shouldn't focus first on getting close to others. Get closer to God. I love it. Yeah, because, you know, I, I look at it like the vertical and the horizontal, which is across, you know. Mm-hmm. And you get the vertical right. That's where you start. You start with the vertical, and then the horizontal falls in place. Of course, the vertical is your relationship with God, and the horizontal is your relationship with other people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you look at it like a cross, you know, the middle there where the two intersect is where life is lived. I mean, that's it, you know. Yeah. And, but what we do so often in our lives is we try, or I guess maybe we, we, mistakenly believe that the vertical can be straight while the horizontal is crooked or vice versa. And it doesn't work that way. Read first John sometime, right? Especially chapters three and four. Um, the vertical affects the horizontal. The horizontal presupposes the, the, the vertical. So if, if you want to love others best, you love God the most, right? So you get the vertical right and the horizontal falls into place. So when it comes to like a damaged relationship, don't start by fixing the relationship. Go to God. You know, yeah. it's A.W. Tozer that said, every man is as close to God as he wants to be. Yeah. You know? And so somebody says, well, I just want to be closer to God. No, you don't. <laughs> You're as close to God as you want to be. You know, if you want to be closer to God, get closer to God. Yeah. And so, because uh, God's not moving, right? Yeah. So any damaged relationship in the horizontal points to maybe a lack of closeness in the vertical. Yeah. Um, I heard someone say there's, um, you know, however many trillion people in the world. I don't remember how many people are in the world. But said, you Not know, trillion. <laughs> how many people are in the world? Like Seven close, billion or getting, something? Getting close to eight billion. Okay. There's eight billion people in the world. Um, and the, the quote is, if somebody gets in between you and God, you're the idiot. <laughs> like, with all these people in the world, you are the only one that can let somebody get in between you and God. Exactly. Um, so with all of this, I, we... We kind of divert a little bit from the main discussion, but I think in a good way. So let's kind of bring this back to the idea of, of media and mm-hmm. how our consumption of it can be glorifying to God. Um, in what ways would you suggest we consume media? In what ways would you suggest that we participate in and partake in, be it social media or any other type? How would you encourage not only the listeners, but me well, can i answer first i of would course. say listen to more bible conversations podcast no i do think that you know when you're in your car for a prolonged period of time you know you have the uh, ability now to you know turn on a podcast find those find those podcasts that help you to grow find those listen to those programs on the radio that help you to grow um you're in the car anyway you're going to you know uh, whatever it is, the next destination. Um, I like to listen to things that are going to help me as a minister, help me as a Christian to grow and to be better. Um, and, and so that's one thing. I think as far as at home, um, you know, I've, I've, I've kind of gotten to where I'm like, you know what, I could be I could be watching this and, uh, and, and gain nothing from it, or I can be watching something over here that like The Chosen or something like that that really – you know, kind of sparks my, my mind and gets me to thinking about things and um, gets me to going back to scripture or, you know, thinking about reevaluating some things. I, I don't think you have to do that all the time. I do think that there's a space for just mindless, you know, comedy or yeah. a movie where you don't have to think too much, yeah. but, but just be careful. You know, yeah. I mean, have I think all of us have to draw a line. We all have to have a line that we say, I'm not crossing this no matter what. Yeah. No matter what, I'm not, not inviting 
that stranger in your exactly. life. Exactly. You, yeah. you, you have those, do you have a cage around your television? Yeah. You know, and, and uh, how formidable is that cage? And I think that's key because, um, you know, the devil's a master fisherman. If you follow me on Facebook, you know, I like to fish oh, yeah. and, um, it's a big, big hobby of mine. And one of the things that I will do is uh, a plastic worm works pretty good in a stock tank. And so I'll get a green pumpkin worm and I'll Texas rig it, which means you put the hook, you know, the audience can't see me doing this. You put the hook through the top of that worm, you bring it out, you push it all the way through the top of the hook so that it's streamlined and you take that hook at the back end of it and tuck it in so that it's not seen. It's it's weedless is what they call it. So you can drag it through weeds and things like that. So the hook is hidden. So what Satan does, he shows you the bait, but he hides the hook. And so if we're aware, getting into my sermon tonight, <laughs> if you're aware of how he operates, it's going to make a big difference in how you can, you know, and shun him. And so yeah. understanding that he's always looking for an inroad and your mind is where you're most unprotected, it seems like. And so fill it with, with good things. Fill it with things that, Insight growth that help your transformation process, all those kind of things. And you can certainly find that on media. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Absolutely. Um, it reminds me as you're talking through, um, you know, sometimes you need that that time to just switch your mind off. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just turn it off. Um, do you all ever see that comedian um, that was talking about how men's minds work differently than females' minds? Yes. Um, and I don't remember his name. But yeah. How guys have this box that has nothing in it and and guys minds that they're like boxes you know you have the work box the family box the the sports box and they have a nothing box and, and women's <laughs> minds they're they're all Everything's interchanged connected. like like a plate of spaghetti and yeah. um and so but it's so true uh it, it really resonates with me when when you say that you need that nothing box sometimes and, and that's fine don't don't feel bad about going to your nothing box. No, and there's guys, uh, Nate Bargatze, I love that. Com- he's a comedian. <laughs> he's so good. Uh, you know, Tim Hawkins, uh, you yeah. know, John Christ. I mean, there's there's a lot of guys that I like to listen to that, you know, I mean, you know, I, I love to hunt. Uh, I've got a hunt coming up next week. And so I've been watching YouTube videos on pronghorn hunting because I'm hunting pronghorn yeah. uh, up in uh, Oklahoma. So I've been watching those. Um, listening to a podcast called Meat Eater Podcast, podcast uh, which has a Netflix show as well. Um, nothing wrong with that, you know. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. There's nothing, uh, you know, uh, in there that's um, you know questionable or anything like that. So I'm not suggesting that you have to be a monk on social media. Yeah. Um, but I do think that it's it's important, and I think we know this um, to ask that question: what glorifies, what glorifies God, but also. Check your supply line. What are you letting in? Because like that story Chris just told, so many people are, they're not locking Satan out. They're opening the door and inviting him in, not even realizing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that about sums it up. I think so. Uh, I I appreciate you for coming out. Thanks, uh, Chris. It's been a good conversation. By the way. Yes. You said we got off track a while ago. That happens with three ministers. You know that. Oh, yeah. That's oh, always going to happen. Every time we have a guest on now. It does, yeah. <laughs> Even um, when we don't have a guest on, we get off track. We get off track. That's just how it goes. Forgive me. Yeah. No, it's, that's uh, that's part of it. But, well, but that's what makes it, and this is what we've been striving for, is conversational, right? Is sure. You have a conversation. I, you know, I see people will post on, talking about social media, right? I see people post on social media. I will tell you 500 stories while trying to tell you one, right? Like. <laughs> right. That's what happens when you have a conversation. So I I think that's kind of a testament to what we are trying to accomplish here. And um, all of that said, I do appreciate you coming on. I think, I think what we consume matters. 
And I think when we understand that we are 100% in charge of what we consume, uh, that we have the choice to turn off the TV or to change the channel or to get rid of the TV, right? Whatever needs to happen in your own individual life in order to make sure that you are close with God, as you mentioned, A.W. Tozer saying, right? You're as close to God as you want to be. Whatever you need to do, do. Um, So I, I just think that's, I think that's so just powerful to understand that we are in control. Absolutely. Well, Chris, thank you for joining us today. You're welcome. We're, Appreciate it. <laughs> oh, that one. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, we're looking forward to your lesson tonight. I know it's going to be a good one. Um, Appreciate it. For everyone listening online, if you all want to know what um, Brother Chris McCurley is going to be preaching about tonight at Keller, uh, go look on our Facebook page. By the time this episode is posted, uh, you'll be able to see the, the live service um, on Keller Church of Christ Facebook, Facebook page. Um, before we let everyone go, I want to encourage y'all to go see Chris's awesome work with the Dear Church podcast. Um, they do very professional stuff over there. It's it's really awesome. We were talking about that before we started recording. Um, so I want to encourage people to do that. And also, um, Bible Conversations just opened a shop. Um, you can go get t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, uh, hoodies <laughs> coffee mugs. Um, it's very cool. Check out our Facebook page um, for more details on that as well. Yeah. So. And uh, as always, if, if you have anything that, that you need to reach out to us, if you want to contact us, ask us a question, whatever it is, um, you can do so. Uh, Chris, I'm going to give you one last chance if there's anything you want to say uh, before we close it out. No, thank you guys so much for uh, having me on. I think this is awesome. i just uh, so encouraged to see younger guys that are doing the Lord's work and doing it well. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Well, um, Anyway, if you guys, those of you that are still listening and with us, want to thank you for, for your time, uh, for, for your support. If you could, just one more minute as you can hear how you can help us here at Bible Conversations. God bless. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Bible Conversations. We want to encourage you to check out our proud partners, Ministry League. They have a website as well as an app that you can download from your smartphone. Yeah, not only that, but also be sure to send us an email. You can reach us at kcocbibleconversations at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you what your thoughts and comments are on today's episode. And if you have any questions or any comments, anything that you would like to let us know, please send us a text at the following number, 972-905-0856. Yeah, and that way we'll be able to uh, get that comment and and get back with y'all as well. And please leave reviews and comments. I know there's a lot of places that you listen to this podcast that you can leave comments and reviews. I know Apple Podcasts, I'm pretty sure iHeartRadio and others, you can Mm -hmm. uh, leave reviews and comments as well. And last, but most certainly not least, we ask that you share this with your friends. Uh, We do our best to provide... Uh, biblical and and, and strong uh, discussion and we hope that you can feel free to share that with everybody that you love and come in contact with. Thank you all so much for all of your support. We love you.